Welcome to Harvest Talk, the podcast of Harvest Community Church in Goshen, Indiana. Harvest is a community church with a vision to change the world, and we do that by reaching people and building their lives. For more on Harvest Community Church, please check out our website, hccgoshen.org. I'm Pastor Jeremy, and it is an honor to spend some time with you today. And today I am joined by a very special guest, our associate pastor here, Jim Dreyer. Jim, say hello to everybody. Hi, good to, see, good to be here with you this morning. That's great. And so uh, just kind of a reminder uh, as, of what we're doing here. Um, we're in a series here at Harvest called Home Again, where we wanted to do a series on relationships. And so we sent out a survey to our congregation, got hundreds upon hundreds of questions back on a variety of relationship and family topics. And one thing that came out in several different cases in our, uh, in our survey was actually the issue of mental health and mental disease, particularly with loved ones in our families. And so what I've asked uh, Jim to do, Jim is here, he's gonna help me and us kind of navigate a little bit the world of mental illness, uh, particularly in the family. And so Jim, why don't you just uh, kind of tell us a little bit about your, your background and your, your qualifications in this area, just to let people know uh, you know, you're, you're an awesome associate pastor, but there's more under the hood than ju- just that. Yeah. So I've had a desire in my life to always get better with working with people. And so I spent about nine years uh, facilitating a, a celebrate recovery program at work release. And there I discovered all kinds of mental illness and just uh, mental health issues that I felt like, you know what, I need to learn more about this. And so with that, I went back and I... Uh, got my master's degree in social work because I wanted to learn more about people. And uh, that really has helped me a lot. And just, uh, you know, I did some practicums at Bachelor Children's Home. And then also I, uh, I worked at uh, Oakland and doing my practicum there as well. Very good. Now, Jim, we've discussed this several times because we've had numerous conversations about mental health in the, as, as pastors. But, you know, we've, we found mental health in the church to be a little bit of a tricky topic um, because when you deal with other illnesses, you know, usually those diseases present themselves in some type of obvious way. You know, if you break a broken arm or you lose your energy or there's clear physical manifestations of a disease that makes it easy to go, you know, you need to go to a doctor versus you need to come to a pastor or something like that. But with mental illness, it's, it's by nature uh, behavioral and emotional which is something that you and I deal with regularly from a biblical perspective. And so sometimes it's become very difficult to navigate, you know, what are spiritual, what are sin-based issues, what are mental health and mental disease? Uh, Is it a disease? Is it not a disease? You know, are we covering over sin? All those things have been brought up at times. So why don't you just kind of help us understand what mental illness is, uh, what causes it, and what causes us to struggle in our mental health? Yeah. So it's a variety of reasons. A lot of times it can be from just uh, the injuries that take place in our lives. We get, we get injured in life. Mm-hmm. Just like we would, uh, we would go to the doctor because we have a, maybe our knees bothering us or something like that. We get injured. So that could be through a, a traumatic situation, some sort of an event mm-hmm. that took place. Could be something in our childhood that where we just, uh, a traumatic event, and so we're responding out of that event that, that took place. There's also some uh, medical issues as far as some chemical imbalances mm-hmm. that physically that, that can happen within our, within our bodies. And sometimes that's, that's part of the component too as well. So it's not just one thing, but it can be a combination of what's going on inside us just uh, physically, but also then 
uh, what's going on within us just from the past uh, experiences that we've t have happened to us. Yeah, and it's really important to help people understand uh, there are physiological issues here. This is yes. not as, as simple as just someone acting out. Right. Right, and so it can be treated as a, as a physiological disease. All right, so let, let's talk a little bit then. Okay, so we've got, we've got mental, emotional, chemical, and then the spiritual. So help us understand, are we less spiritual or not very spiritual if we're struggling with mental illness in our lives? Yeah, so I think one of the things that the church needs to do is we need to remove the stigma. Right. There's a stigma there that if something's bad about me, something's wrong with me if I have a certain amount of uh, mental health issues in my life. You know, we all experience some sort of anxiety and depression within our lives. It just, it just happens. And so we have to realize that we have to deal with that anxiety right. and depression that takes place. And so, uh, you know, m mental health is not a guarantee, just like our physical health right. is not necessarily a, a guarantee. So I think that we have to be realize that, okay, if that's going on with inside of us, we need to be able to deal with it. And I think that the pandemic that we that we have been going through this last year has brought up all kinds of issues sure. with um, mental health and because we've been, we've been withdrawn, we've been isolated, and we really have struggled with that. Right. Yeah, it's kind of like if someone walked in and we're struggling with some other type of disease, we would rally around them. Yeah. We need to do the same thing in the mental health field. Okay. So then, what then? What role does faith play in mental health? Right. So sometimes we can think, well, I'm not spiritual if I have mental illness health issue, I must not be spiritual at all. Uh, that's not necessarily the case, you know, and the fact is you see all kinds of uh, places in the Bible where people struggle sure. with mental health, sure. all throughout the Bible. And I think that we see that uh, when, when the Good Shepherd says in Psalm 23, verse 3, that, that he's going to restore our soul. Right. And in 1 Peter 5, 7, it talks about how we can cast all of our anxieties upon him and because and, and he, he cares for us. And so to realize that, okay, there, there is a faith component to this, whole, this um, issue. And I think that we are so blessed as believers because we have a way of, of getting help by going to you know, Jesus Christ. Right. And if you have to deal with it within yourself, totally yourself, we can actually learn to have a relationship with God, and He can help us with this. Right. Yeah, very much. Actually, it's not very frequently talked about in church history, but there are a lot of great leaders. Spurgeon struggled mightily with depression. Martin Luther struggled mightily with depression. Mental health has always been an issue there, and it does, isn't equated to the amount of faith <laughs> someone has, you know, and so. And so also, we, and to go along with that, we feel like that if, we take, if we're taking medication, right. then something, I'm not spiritual. Right. Well, you know what? We need medication, just like if I would need medication for my knee, right. I, I might need medication for it. Yeah. And it just to help those chemical imbalances and so that we can, uh, it doesn't necessarily heal us, but it allows us the ability to adapt and cope. Exactly. And, and work with it. Yeah, and then sometimes there's, a, there's an ability to, as we're working on the faith issues, it makes the other issues come together and that, 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 that medication can just help in, the, in that, whether it's long-term or interim, you know, as part of just, just treating the disease. Right. And so, all right, so let, let's, uh, let's get a little bit practical here and try to put a little bit of a framework around a few things. Um, what are symptoms that we might be struggling with our own mental health? Yeah. So that, that can be, uh, obviously, anxiety sure. is one. The depression is one. And the whole the anger would, would be another one that, that comes out of us. And so why is this happening to us? Why is this 
going on in our lives. But the thing is, a lot of times and we don't want to deal with it because we just want to stuff it right. and not want to deal with it. But we can't heal if we don't feel. Right. So it's, it's kind of scary to be able to feel those emotions of fear, anxiety, you know, depression, because what, what's, that, what's going to happen if I allow myself to, to feel right. that? Yeah, so in other words, it's, it's way healthier to try to find a way to, in a healthy way, bring those things to the surface, deal with them up front instead of burying yes, them. We're right. kind of banking on a greater issue right, long yeah. term in that way. Okay. Yes. Okay, so then, so then I'm feeling these things. Um, let's say that, that they're, the feelings are overwhelming um, and, and maybe even, I would assume at times, feel like uh, you're out of control in this emotional realm how do you how then do you cope with mental health issues once it, once they've kind of been brought to the surface right so that's that's a great question well first of all i think you need to understand your triggers okay uh, there there are triggers that happen and we don't even know it and so define I think, define trigger okay, for me real quick right so triggers can be a, a, a variety of, of ways and so a trigger would be something that's where you're a stress mm-hmm. stress is a big one and sometimes we get stressed as something happens to us that's stressful. Could be a loss of a job, could be a loss of income, could be something where uh, there's a past offense that's taking place. Maybe it's something that happened in our childhood and just something that says, somebody says something to us that just triggers sure. us from that event. Uh, it, it could be a health issue, uh, you know, a variety of issues that could take place. But a lot of times it has with loss or but it also has to do with um, something that happens that triggers us from a past event. Okay, and so, so then if that those things happen, um, what are the things that we need to do to start coping with those things and start moving towards a healthy way? Yeah, I love this because I I try to help people with this because somehow it's not so much about okay we need to learn how to adapt and cope. Right. And necessarily, you know, like we can't take away the event that took place. We right. can't take like the divorce that took place in your life. Right. But we can learn how to work, get through it. Right. And so, uh, you know, it's interesting, your ways of adapting coping are gonna be different than mine. Sure. For example, uh, you, might, uh, you might read a book, you might go fishing, I might go and actually work in my wood shop and do right. woodworking, I might, um, I might exercise. Uh, obviously, we, uh, the spiritual component is we can go and we can read the Bible, we can listen to you know, worship music. There's all kinds of ways, you know, taking a walk. Uh, exercise is such a great thing. Get your body moving. Right. Get your body moving. And you start moving. It's, uh, you know, actually exercise is as good as an antidepressant That's amazing. medication. So That's amazing. just by getting your body going and, and moving yeah. and exercising. So they're, they're, they're just very much different. Sure. Sure. So then, so then let's, let's say that we're in that realm. Uh, what kind of, what kind of things do we need to have to like, let's say we want to develop or a recovery plan or uh, develop a, how do I stay healthy mentally plan? What kind of things would we need to include in that? Right. So, uh, there's a variety of things that you might do and I might do. And so, for example, uh, having a relationship with God, that's just number one. And so, you know, spending time with God just helps us to gain perspective, helps us to be able to um, be more forward thinking and just be able to get more peace in our, in our lives. And also just staying connected with people and having those social networks. Mm-hmm. And yeah. so it might be family, friends, uh, the isolation really uh, hinders us. And then the eating healthy, mm-hmm. that makes us, uh, you know, and journaling. I think journaling is a, is a great way. I, I encourage people to journal. I think that 
It's a great way to be able to get your thoughts out on paper where you can see them. And then you can actually can chart. You can start charting how I'm doing. So from here to six months from now, you begin to see progress. Right. And so I think being able to, sometimes even having a pet. Mm-hmm. I, know, I know single people that have had a pet. And yeah. that's very, very uplifting and helping them as far as when they're in, in their mental health. Right. So it's almost like you're, you're, you're forcing yourself um, either to put yourself in a place where you're caring for others or around others, or you're just taking some things for energy management in a lot right. of ways. Okay. Yeah. <clears throat> so I, th- this wasn't a question we talked about before coming in here, but help us understand the role of counseling in all this. How, how, at, what point, at what point do we go beyond, okay, these are some things I'm doing for my general mental health uh, to, okay, you know, I'm not just worried. I've got a real, I've got a real fear-based anxiety issue. At what point do we go to a counselor? How does counseling fit into all this? When, when is that appropriate? So a lot of times, first thing I like to do is I recommend people to see the medical doctor. Sure. I want, I want to know that uh, they've gone to the medical doctor and they're being prescribed the medication they need okay. to, to stabilize them. Mm-hmm. Uh, because I think that's, that's important. And then I think the the counseling comes in to help them as far as to develop a plan right. and help them put a plan of action together. Now, how are you going to work at your, uh, your mental health issue you're going through? And it's, it's not cookie cutter. You, right. it, everybody's individually based. You can't just say, well, we're going to do this every single time right. because people are different. God made us different. And, right. that's, and that's the, the great thing that the creativity of God that we, we experience. So I think counseling is is very important as far as helping people to establish that plan. And then you try to help them to walk that out. Right. And how, how are you doing with that plan and helping them take steps of action. I think that helping them to get some into some sort of support group. Uh, you know, we have Restore here at Harvest. So I think right. that's a great one. Uh, it's not just about one counselor, but it's getting these different, helping them get these social networks established so that they are getting help them in multi-faceted uh, areas. Sure, sure. You know, we talked a little bit earlier about the the stigma that can sometimes be in the church, and uh, and we got to remove that. I think the other thing that we have to help people understand is going it alone never works. Right. You know, like the, you, you weren't, first of all, you weren't created to walk through life alone, and that's where a lot of the mental health issues, uh, if they don't start, they increase. Yeah. But then getting them in, the, what the counselor can do is kind of help keep you accountable in those places where you're not naturally going to be strong. Right. So, very good. Okay, so let's let's kind of look at a little bit at some of the questions uh, that came up on the survey. Uh, we had a lot of uh, loved ones struggling with this issue, particularly like some older adults, either having parents or spouses that are dealing with dementia and Alzheimer's, and then some parents with kids or adult children that are suffering from mental health issues. So... What advice would you give people and loved ones uh, when their lives are, are being hit by other people in their family being struggling with these types of mental health issues? Yeah. So, you know, the issue of the whole thing of having a, a loved one with struggling like with dementia, something like that, that is really difficult. Right. Because all of a sudden now life changes and I've heard different people tell me, well, that's not the person that I, I knew. Right. This person is completely different. Now I'm absolutely... Now I'm taking care of this person. And, you know, I, I've worked with people that have had to take away the keys to the car. And now all of a sudden I feel like I'm dealing with a child. Right. And so they see this huge change. And I think that, again, not going alone. So I'm going to recommend them to see their medical doctor because sometimes medication can help increase their, 
their, their, just their capacity to function. Sure. So you want to look at the functionality and see how they can function. Then also you're, you're looking at uh, the whole issue of, okay, how can I um, help them as far as with their mental health? So maybe I need to have them maybe do some things that you know, stimulate brain activity. Maybe I need to have them make, build a puzzle, mm-hmm. uh, do some things like that. Um, maybe realizing, okay, I can't, this is a lot. I'm taking on so much. Maybe, and sometimes you can be so consumed by this, you need to get a break. Right. So sometimes having somebody else come into the house and actually give yourself a break so you can actually go someplace and do some things on your own. Right. Because it just gets to be overwhelming. Right. Completely overwhelming. Right. And, and a lot of times you want to bring in the family because, okay, this is not just maybe a, a spouse issue. Now I've got to, I need to bring in some of the, the children involved here and how can we provide the support that's needed here? Yeah. So it might be that, you know, you're going to come in and do, you know, do cleaning. Maybe you're going to come in and do some things to actually help as far as with the family so they can function. Right. And, and I think it's really important for the people that are in the caregiving deal to, to understand that taking that break is, is an okay thing to ask for. Right. Um, it's self-care is so important. Right. Right. And, and you, and you want to do it in a safe way for your, your, your loved one, but, but it really is something that you need to provide better care ongoing. And, um, all right, well, so let's talk about some of the, the issues maybe with parents that have children or adult children walking through these things. What, I mean, obviously some of these would be overlapping, but maybe help helping a, what would you say to a parent that's struggling with, what do I do? I've got, I've got concerns. How do I overcome the feeling like I've let my kid down? Those kinds of things. How would you address a parent that's either just realized their child is, is facing a mental health issue or starting to suspect there might be a mental health issue? So with a child, I'm going to help them realize, you know what, they can, they can function at a higher level than maybe what they think they can. And so I'm going to try to get them stabilized and realizing, okay, I'm gonna get them some professional help. I'm gonna going to maybe have them see a counselor. Obviously, I'm gonna see them, have them see a medical doctor, but I'm gonna get them involved in social activities. Mm-hmm. And so I want that person, I want my child to be involved uh, socially uh, with other, other kids and try to get them involved in some other networks, activities, so they're not isolated and being alone. So I'm going to try to create a plan where they're, in, where they're involved with other people, but I'm going to uh, try to make life as normal as I can for right. them. But I'm going, I'm going to do some of the things like counseling and uh, seeing that med- getting a professional help medically to make sure that they are stabilized. For example, maybe they're having panic attacks, and so maybe helping them deal with the fear right. that, that's going on in their life, and so they can actually function. But then I'll give them medication, help stabilize them. They can have a have a normal life. Very good, very good. Um, we mentioned you mentioned this earlier, but um, you know, here at Harvest we have a, a restore program, um, and then we also have a grief share group. T- talk just a little bit about both of those life groups that we offer. Just as kind of an you know one of entry level resources for some of these types of issues. Yeah, so this this is what I would recommend for people that are uh, going through some sort of mental health issue or some sort of traumatic event, and it's difficult to want to go back and revisit. Right. And so what Restore is, it takes ten weeks. It looks at your it's your foundation, but it, it it takes a look at your life chart. What what's going on in your life? What's happened? over the last number of years. And so you chart your life from, from birth until your present time. And you, when you take a look at that, you begin to look at different events that's taken place. 
And then when you begin to attach different emotions with it, all of a sudden you begin to see a pattern that's happened. Right. And you get to go back and you revisit that. So for me, for example, I was able to go back and visit that and realize I had a fear of failure in my life. Mm -hmm. And I didn't realize even I even had it. Wow. But going back and visiting it, okay, I got a fear of failure. I need to deal with that. Now I need to take that fear of failure to God. And so that, it really helped me as personally. And so I recommend that to other people because when you see those uh, emotions that are tied with those events, God really does want to restore that and really does want to heal, heal that. Right. And with Grief Share, uh, wow, uh, to, to realize that you're not alone and that God is there and he wants to walk with you and help you uh, uh, cope. I mean, it, it's just amazing the fact that, that, you know, we're all going to experience grief. Right. We don't think we can, we don't plan on it, but it happens. Right. Gr grief is going to happen and we get surprised, but God's not surprised. Right. And so we could go through 13 lessons and just, and many, many testimonies where people actually share about their experience and how they dealt with loss because loss is part of life right. and we don't want to, we don't want to feel that. We don't want to think that's going to happen to us, yeah. but it does happen to us. And to realize that God can be there for us to help us in you know, that time of loss. Yeah, I mean, it was pretty remarkable. Um, this past Easter, we shared a testimony of someone that got into a grief share program uh, when her uh, husband died, uh, kind of unexpectedly, un, un unexpectedly, had been health issues, but but young. This lady's, I would assume, in her late thirties, early forties, and uh, and then you know just the hopelessness of that walked through grief share found hope in Jesus and then we got her into a jobs program a jobs training program that we do here now she's inspired to go on and 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 pursue uh, you know like like her entire life uh, not that the loss of the husband has been replaced but where there was hopelessness she has a whole lot of hope uh, going forward in uh, in this area uh, what other what other resources would you recommend Jim are there anything else that you would want to recommend to people that you know of well, I know I have a book uh, on anxiety and depression. Okay. And we've actually led that as a life group here. And really that you can be free of that. You can experience more freedom sure. uh, in your life. And so I, I encourage people to develop a, a plan, mm -hmm. identify some goals. Where, where, where are your goals? Uh, where are they at? Where do you want the, to be here in another year? Track that. You know, identify, you know, as far as what you're going to do, some specific things that you're going to do to reach those goals. Right. And so I think that it's really good to have a goal out there in front of you of where you want to be yeah. and where you want to go. And so, and that way you can include what's happening in your life and daily activities. You can learn to identify you know, your triggers and be able to manage those stressful events that have taken place. Very good. And as always, you know, we lean on the grace of God where we are incomplete. He is there to, to make up the difference and find, give us hope and grace. Uh, in that time. And so uh, I just want to offer, you know, um, if you have questions or if you would like to be directed towards some of these resources, you can simply email Jim. It's jim at hccgoshen.org. He'd be happy to direct you in some of those places. Uh, we could also give you information on our restore and grief share groups when they're when they're happening. They, they happen fairly regularly. Um, they are some of them are, are groups that build upon each other. So you'd want to start at the beginning, but we can we can get you uh, into that thing. And so, so, well, Jim, thank you for joining us. Yes, this has yeah. been very, very helpful. And, uh, we hope that at Harvest, this is a place where people that are struggling with these issues can feel at home. Uh, I know there are a lot of churches in the area and across the nation that are doing a better job in this field. We hope that continues. So let me pray for us and then, uh, I will, I will close this out. So 
Lord God, we just thank you so much that you care for us no matter what the challenges are in our life. And so, Lord, I just pray a, a, a real a presence of the Holy Spirit in anyone that's hearing my voice right now. First of all, to be honest with their own mental health, be willing to step out and seek you and get the help that you want them to have. Uh, but Lord, I also pray for those caregivers out there, that you would just empower them by your Holy Spirit to have the strength and the courage, uh, Lord, to do all the things that are necessary to care for those that you've put uh, in their lives. And, and Lord, we just thank you that one day when we see you face to face, all these things will be but a restored memory. And, uh, and we thank you for that. And so uh, we just pray a blessing on everyone. In your name we pray. Amen. So, well, hey, listen, everyone, thank you for tuning in again. And as always, until we see each other again, keep reaching people and building lives. <laughs>